For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and we are presented by betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% 5-0 sign-up bonus today. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It's called the Westgate Super Contest. You've probably heard of it. You need to follow him on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, and only at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, five podcasts, Fantasy Feast, College Draft, Business of Sports, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and this here podcast, the Even Money Podcast that I absolutely love because I love talking gambling, and I love when we do so well like we did this year, and I love that we're going to get our first look at the season win total numbers. Today we'll do the NFC. Next week we'll do the AFC. Might even get into some combine bets, some XFL thoughts from Stevie Fezzik. Really looking forward to it. Steve, this is going to be fun. All right, so Steve, before we dive into the NFC season win totals, I already mentioned that these are not our official plays that we get graded on. Our official plays come at the end of training camp that we get graded on. We went over last week. We crushed it. We were amazing. It was awesome. Highly encourage people to go back and listen to how good we did last year if you want to hear how we went about it. But we still like it when the numbers come out to just give our initial reaction of, wow, I'm surprised by that, too high, too low, Feels about right. And I, I, I think it's because, Steve, and you correct me if I'm wrong, there might be some where the value is right now. The value is right now before free agency and before the draft. And the numbers might change after that, and there might not be value later. We might not even have a play on it when we do our official plays at the end of training camp. Because we usually do it once now, again, you know, sort of at the end of the spring, after the draft, after free agency, and then the official one right before the season starts. Absolutely, and look no further than last year. The Miami Dolphins opened five wins, so you could argue you should have won all your unders on Miami last year, but you didn't, and in fact, if you got under five, you pushed. If you played it, any time afterwards, under, you lost because the Dolphins season win number dropped down to four and a half and then down to four. So it just shows the value of getting at a number early on a team that everyone is going to bet the same side on. 
Yep. I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. Um, All right, so then let's just dive into it because it's kind of fun to talk about. The Arizona Cardinals right now, and again, all of these lines always are betonline.ag's lines. We love betonline.ag. The promo code is podcast1. There are some, you know, different vigorish for some of them. Since these are not official plays, we're just going to do the number. We're not going to go through and say, well, this was minus 130. This is plus 100. We're just giving our initial thoughts on the number itself that is being posted right now, betonline.ag, with the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. Let's start, Steve, with the Arizona Cardinals. Their number is six and a half. Any reaction one way or the other on the Cardinals six and a half? I would lean over. I think we saw the quarterback play for Murray getting better and better as the year progressed. Arizona won, I guess you could say, five and a half games, five wins and a tie last year. And I would only expect them to get better lean over. It's interesting, though, Steve. They got a pretty tough division there, man. I mean, you're talking the Niners, the Seahawks, the Rams. I mean, are they going to have four teams, all seven and nine or better? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, but they'll still, they will get the last place schedule, which will help a little bit. Um, and they did play San Francisco very well last year but that's certainly a concern and you know that's part of part of the problem of doing this so early is i've not done the schedule analysis and it is rarely right to play a team over that has one of the most difficult schedules in the nfl it's a really good point really good point because the schedule analysis is a huge portion of it that a lot of people uh don't look at at all they they don't they don't make it work they don't they don't look at it or consider that part of it. That part of it's huge, Steve. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, um, there are some guys that simply go through and they'll play the teams that have the very hardest schedules almost blind. They'll play them to go under, figuring the, the rest of the market is efficient enough with these numbers and that the strength of schedule is just not factored in enough. Six and a half to me sounds about right. Um I guess if I had to, I'd lean over because, you know, what they win last year, five and should have been more. Um, you know, they had that tie. So I don't know how you count that. So I guess that's five and a half, if you will. Year two of Kyler Murray. I think they'll do a better job building the roster around him. So I'd probably lean over as well. What about the Atlanta Falcons? They are at eight wins. Very difficult because obviously one of the teams that improved the most over the course of the year last year was the Atlanta Falcons winning seven games. And they're playing as more like a nine-win team at the end of the year. And I do want to um, go ahead and factor in the second half of the year more than the first half. But, um, you know, my gut says Atlanta's not going to be back. Atlanta's made that one Super Bowl and – Overall, they're a team on the decline. I'm going to pass. I don't know. I think they nailed this. I think this is right about where they are. I think that they are an eight, eight and eight team. 
And I know they played better at the end than they did at the start. I guess if I had to, I would I would lean over, you know, that they get to nine and seven. I think it's probably more likely that they get to nine and seven, ten and six than seven and nine, six and ten. Uh, but you know, there's also a history, I feel like, Steve, whether it's the Lions or the Falcons, that when a coach, front office, whatever, is clearly on the hot seat, and this is anecdotal, you might have the actual numbers, it just feels like they sort of crumble under that pressure more often than than rising to the occasion as a result of it. I agree, and I think it makes sense, and as a former pro football player, I wanted to ask you, when you have coaches on the hot seats, are not the assistant coaches and the like all distracted thinking, boy, we don't uh, win three out of the last four here. I'm going to likely be out of a job, so I need to spend my time networking, looking for other opportunities, and maybe not so much just doing your job. I don't think it's networking or looking for other opportunities, but you definitely think about it. Because you realize that, okay, if these guys are gone, then there's a decent chance I'm gone. You know, your friends and family ask you about it. It's just, it is a distraction. I mean, you hear that word a lot, but it is a distraction. So I'm going to lean over, but it's a slight lean. I I think eight and eight's the right number. Um, You know, the other thing is I think Carolina's going to be bad. And I'm not sure about Tampa right now because of the quarterback thing. So let's move on. Speaking of Carolina, they are at six and a half right now. Six and a half, Steve, for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it sure looks high to me. This is a team that could easily wind up being the worst team in the NFL this year. There's talk that it's going to be a complete rebuild uh, Cam Newton, who knows where he winds up, and uh, I just don't understand where Carolina's going to get the quarterback play to win seven games. I'll go under six and a half. I'm with you. Uh, I, you know, look, there's people already saying they should tank for Trevor Lawrence. Now, I'm not saying they should do that, and we don't know what they're going to do. You know, do they go for Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater? I personally would probably give Cam a spin and see how healthy he is, see how he plays. He, he's not that expensive. He's only like, you know, $21 million, which isn't that expensive, you know, for quarterbacks these days. That's like half of what some of these guys are going to end up getting. Uh, at any rate, though, you lose Greg Olson. You lose Luke Keekley. They're starting to lose a lot. This is the one I probably feel strongest about so far. I'd be on the under six and a half wind for the Panthers right now. I don't see them getting to seven. Uh, let's get to the Chicago Bears. And Bet Online has them at eight and eight. Eight, eight wins is their total, Steve. I would lean over. Bears won 12 two years ago, eight last year. Everything went right for them two years ago. Everything went, kind of went wrong for them uh, last year. And I, I do feel Trubisky was a very good quarterback two years ago. And for whatever reason, he just didn't run enough this past year. But despite everything going wrong, they still got the eight wins. 
So because of that, lean over. Going to be interesting, Steve, because I feel like I could tell you for sure after like the first two games. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, Trubisky had some good games at the end. And if he can kind of pick up where he left off, I think that they'll get over eight wins. But if he gets off to a slow start, there's just going to be so much scrutiny and speculation and does he get benched. And I kind of think they're going to bring in another quarterback. Now, I don't know if that's Bridgewater, Mariota, Winston, but I kind of feel like, Steve, they're going to bring in somebody else just to have like a backup option, kind of like the Titans did with Ryan Tannehill. Kind of have a backup option in case the starter crumbles like Mariota did. They threw in Tannehill, and they went to the AFC Championship game. If you're the Bears, don't you kind of have to have that guy? I think they thought they did have a, that guy in Chase Daniel, and that didn't work out at all. But um, I certainly don't disagree. Yeah, I, I think 8-8's eight eight's a pretty good number there. I'd probably lean over as well. But isn't this... Isn't this the rub then, Steve? I mean, I think I've had three leans, and they're all over. Although, I guess I took the under on the Panthers. But you kind of look at these numbers, and you always kind of – I feel like your default is to go over, isn't it? Right, because you just assume that things are going to go according to Hoyle, and you're not going to have key injuries and the like. And let's face it, just um, – your quarterback suddenly playing poorly or you getting key injuries and you're done. You're not going to get there. And a lot of times it's not predictable. Now we've got the Dallas Cowboys. They are at nine and a half. I got to tell you, I'm kind of surprised by that. Weren't they at nine last year? And I bet over and they only got to eight and that was one of my losses. How are they? Explain to me how they're at nine and a half right now when they were at nine last year, is that just the belief? Because they're going to lose Byron Jones in free agency. I think they'll figure it out with Dak Prescott, but they might lose Amari Cooper. How are they at nine and a half? Is it, does, does Vegas think that they're that much better than that McCarthy's that much better than Garrett? No, Vegas doesn't like McCarthy at all, but Vegas does think that Dallas won 10 games last year. Vegas doesn't care that they won 8-8. Eight and eight. The underlying stats were that of a playoff team that should have won 10 games. You look at their yards per play differential, and really all the um, advanced analytics just said, wow, how did this team only go 8-8? Eight and eight? And you can go back and look at all their close losses. And, you know, part of was that Garrett, was that Dak, was that um, special teams, they had really bad special teams plays. But add it all up, and Vegas would have expected 10. You know, McCarthy, i gotta, I got to tell you, I'm skeptical. Whenever I see an old-school uh, dinosaur coach that makes idiotic, conservative decisions his entire career, and then all magically he took a year off and he's employing these analytics guys, I, I wonder if it's just old school marketing that he's just teaching or just just false advertising that he's saying that but it's it, it, I, I almost got to turn around and say how could he have gone that long and not figured any of it out and suddenly he's gone from algebra to calculus i don't necessarily buy it 
So I wanted to play Dallas over nine. I'm not going to play them over nine and a half because I do not like McCarthy. Yeah, I, I'd probably lean under here. Nine and a half. I, I think it's more likely that they've got issues. Maybe Dak's playing under the franchise tag. Maybe they lose Byron Jones and Amari Cooper. I, I think it's more likely they win seven or eight than it is that they win 10 or 11. I'd lean under on the Cowboys nine and a half. Let's get to the Detroit Lions. They are at six and a half. And I got to ask you, Steve, you know, there's a line out there. I don't know if it's bet online or someone else that has the, the Detroit Lions as co-favorites with the Dolphins to draft Tua Tungo-Vailoa, which really surprised me. Yeah, the problem is is that you, on all those bets, you can only bet yes, you can't bet no. So the efficiency of the markets really isn't that good. But, um, you know, Tua is fascinating in terms of, you know, where he will go because, frankly, I, I think he's not going to work out. But I get it. He's got a high ceiling. And if you draft a wide receiver or running back, he's going to be worth, half a point to your team if you hit the home run and you get a quarterback that works he's worth six points so it's worth the risk even though i've seen this movie before when a quarterback has injury problems in college he typically does not have a good nfl career yeah i'm trying to think of guys that kind of fit that criteria um but i think you're probably right steve it's it's a fair point what about the Lions over under six and a half? If, if they have Stafford, it's an over. And if they don't have him, it's an under. I, I got to wait to see where Stafford lands. I don't get this. He's got like, it's like $30 million or something in dead money if they trade him. Like I, I, don't, I don't understand how they could ever do that. By the way, the head coach and the GM are on the hot seat. The owner literally said, we need to be in playoff contention next year. What they... I have no logic to them getting rid of Matthew Stafford at all. I really like the over for the Lions, which I guess counteracts my whole hot seat thing I said about the Falcons. But I got to tell you, um, I really think the Lions were not as bad as their record indicated last year. They had some good wins over like the Eagles, and now – they're going to get Stafford back for the whole year, I presume. I would lean over on the Lions. Packers are only at nine and a half, Steve. Yeah, Green Bay is no good. Um, they're com- a complete fraud over the course of the season, and their underlying stats were that of an eight and a half win team. So I understand, and I get nine and a half. And I got to tell you, troubling is the stats on Rodgers. He was not. A, he has not been a good quarterback. Um, that's not fair. He's been an average quarterback the last two years in the stats. So um, I get it that um, Adams was not 100% a lot of the year. Jones had a couple of um, – was banged up as well. But um, I don't see enough to justify a 9.5. I'd look under. Wow. Man, I don't think I can go there. Year two of Rodgers in LaFleur's system – they brought back Patton, which I thought was the right decision. They played well with the exception of the the Niners game, really, on, on defensive side of the ball. I'd probably lean over. 
I'd probably lean to them getting 10, 11 wins. I don't think they'll be at whatever they were, 13 and 3 again. But I, I think they'll get to 10 wins, maybe 11. I don't see them dropping down to 7 or 8, maybe 9. So I'd lean over on the Packers. Up next, we have the L.A. Rams, and their number is 8.5, Steve. Yeah, it's interesting because it's sure, you sure think that eh, the Rams are an above-average team. They should win more than 8.5. You know, I got a question. How are the Rams going to continue to be competitive when they're paying Gurley all that money and Gurley's just an average uh, running back now? And they're paying Goff all that money, and he's an average quarterback. And I think it's certainly going to catch up to the Rams. I'd love to play the Rams under two years from now. I think they probably nailed the number this year. Eight and a half, I'll pass. Yeah, I guess if I had to. I, think, I mean, I honestly think, I mean, and they always do. They've done a nice job on a lot of these. We'll have stronger feelings after the draft and free agency and seeing them in a couple preseason games. I think this is a good number, but I, I, I'd go under. You know, with the girly uncertainty, with firing Wade Phillips, I just, this feels like a team going in the wrong direction. So I'd probably lean under for the L.A. Rams. What about the Vikings? They are at nine and a half, Steve. Love Zimmer. He's been one of the most profitable coaches to back each and every game in his coaching career. And because of that, I, uh, it's rarely right to bet against Minnesota. So I would actually look over the nine and a half, and I sure think Minnesota going to be the division winner this year. Wow. Um, I think this number's right, uh, and I would probably lean over. They feel like a 10 or 11 win team to me. Wouldn't be shocked if they only won nine, but I would be surprised if they won less than that. Is this the right way to look at it, Steve, that I, I cannot really see them being worse than nine and seven, but I can easily see them being 10 and six, 11 and five, maybe even 12 and four. So there's a lot more plausible scenarios in my mind over the number than below the number. Is that a good reason to then go over? I think so, because if, you, if we were going to have a uh, back and forth, if we were going to say, okay, we win if Minnesota wins nine games, and then you say, well, I'll take 10, then I got to choose, well, I'm not going to take eight, I'm going to take 11. I think we would expect that in terms of the squares we want to have for Minnesota, 10, 9, 9, 10, and 11 sure seem live to me, and maybe 12 and 8, but I don't think any of us would want to be taking any square that was 7 or less, right? No, I, I wouldn't at all. What about the Saints? Their number's at 10 right now. Wow. This is purely a handicap on Drew Brees. How good is Drew Brees going to be this coming year? I think it's going to be pretty darn good. He was a top-five quarterback this past year with some regression. Maybe he's only a top-ten quarterback. But uh, I think he's got one more good year in him, and because of that, I would still look over. The 10 New Orleans was awesome uh, last year. I'm just looking at some of their stats. The fact that they were they won 5-0 and with Bridgewater – 
And Breeze this year is going to be far better than Bridgewater was last year, I would expect. So I would even look over. I mean, you almost have to, don't you? They win 12, 13 games every year at this point. And I just don't see the bottom dropping out to the less than ten and six. I mean, maybe nine and seven, but I doubt it. I think I think we're almost worst case scenario is you push at ten and six. So I would lean over for the Saints as well. The Giants are at six and a half. Steve, interesting. Uh, you know what? Whenever there's a bad team and you're going to ask them to win seven games, that is a leap of faith that I'm not willing to take. Um, Jones showed flashes of brilliance, uh, fumbled a whole lot, but um, the defense still was atrocious. I would look under with the Giants. Boy, that's interesting. I, I feel like, well, I don't. I just don't know enough about this coach, I feel like. But I don't think Pat Shermer was a great game day coach. I do think... You know, if Saquon Barkley stays healthy and Daniel Jones in year two, that they should be better there. It'd be hard to be worse defensively. I'd probably lean to the over on the Giants at six and a half right now. Up next, we'll keep it in the same division. It is the Philadelphia Eagles, and their number is 10. Wow, one of the highest numbers on the board, Steve. Yeah, the Eagle, entire Eagle team was injured last year, and that really train wrecked their season. The secondary cluster injuries, all kinds of injuries um, on the, you know, holding back the defense. And I know they had um, uh, all banged up with their skill position players on offense, where they were just running out of guys to throw the ball to as well. So I wanted to play Eagles over nine and a half. Hey, I know I just played the Saints over 10, but in general, it is rarely right to load up on the very best teams to all go over. Although I will say this, the, the betting marketplace has really lowered these premium teams like 15 years ago. There'd be like, there'd be season win numbers that were 11 and a half and 12. And now we're seeing like the highest numbers being 10 and 10 and a half. So the market has certainly come down to the point where you can selectively play these teams over. I'm going to pass on the Eagles on 10, though. Yeah, I'd probably – I think the number's right. Uh, 10 is where I would have put it. I'd probably lean over, uh, mainly because of how they finished and the faith in Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, the offensive line, really, as much as anything – uh, so I'd lean over, but it's not as strongly. I think 10's the right number. 49ers are at 10.5 wins here, Steve. Well, I would like to go over, but I've seen the Super Bowl hangover catch up to several teams. Now, this has not been as strong over the past decade. It used to be a no-brainer. Team loses in the Super Bowl, bet against them the next year because just psychologically it's so damaging but nine of the last 11 teams that have lost the Super Bowl have actually made it back to the playoffs. So I'll, I'll go ahead and pass San Francisco. I do think they're well coached. I do think Jimmy G is a, not a top 10 quarterback, but a top 15 quarterback. So talks about replacing him with Brady or Ludacris. Uh, I'll pass a 10 and a half. Yep, I, I would agree. Um, I think it's a good number. I'd probably lean under 
just because of the way in which they lost the Super Bowl. Uh, they do have some free agents. We'll see what happens injury wise. You know, I think people will have a better plan for some of the things they were doing offensively. I, I, if I had to, I'd lean under, but again, a pretty good number. Seahawks are at nine. Interesting. When, if you've got Russell Wilson as your quarterback, and I know historically he only won half of his close games prior to last year, and then seemingly he won every close game last year. But with Russell Wilson, he alone should get you to nine wins. That surprises me that Seattle's not at nine and a half. I would, at nine, I would go ahead and look over. Yep, I'm with you. I'm all about the over nine for the Seahawks. feel like worst-case scenario is they push for you. That's a surprising number to me. I would have had them at nine and a half. The Bucks are at seven and a half. Wow, I mean, this is a tough one. See, we have no idea who their quarterback is. Yeah, and I think it's as simple as saying that if Winston comes back, I don't think he's going to throw more than 30 interceptions this year, Ross. Um, and they won seven you know, with them throwing 30. So if they got Winston, I would go over the seven and a half, like what the Bucks were doing. And I tell you this, the wise guys loved Tampa Bay last year. Seemingly every week, the wise guys would bet on Tampa Bay with um, mixed results, I might add, week by week. But um, if we, we wait to make sure we've got a quarterback in Winston, and then we go on the over. Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of would lean over right now because they're either going to have Winston or somebody they think is better. I don't know if that's Rivers or Bridgewater or what. What about the uh, the Washington Redskins? They're at five and a half. Yeah, and, and one one comment. Um, I'll make a bold prediction. Whoever gets Rivers is going to absolutely be an under bet. I think I test says Rivers is done to me, and I think that he is massively overvalued in the market. Winston's a much better quarterback than Rivers right now in their career. The Redskins, I want no part of. I don't have to do any analysis on the Redskins. Uh, completely flawed organization under Snyder. Players don't want to play for him. Um, the, the vibe you get from the Washington Redskins players is worse than any team in the NFL. And because of that, the X's and O's, which aren't good for Washington, but they don't matter because... If I've got a, t- a team no one wants to play for, now I've got a team I want to bet against under for Washington. Boy, that's interesting. Um, I got faith in Ron Rivera. I don't have that much faith in Dwayne Haskins. Five and a half is a pretty low number, though. I mean, even bad teams get to six wins. You look at the end of this year and you see, like, uh, the Jets won seven games. So I'd probably lean over and think that Ron Rivera can get him to six and ten would be would be my guess. That'll do it for this week's Even Money Podcast. We are year round. It never stops. There's always stuff to bet NFL wise, and there's always stuff to bet in other sports as well. Get on board. Tell your friends. It's not just during the season. This is when you will have guests. This is when we get to answer your questions. It is awesome. We'll get to a lot of that, by the way, after we do the season win total stuff, which is always fun. Make sure, if you can, please spread the word via social media. Your retweets mean a lot. 
at Ross Tucker NFL at RTF Podcast. Your likes mean a lot. Instagram, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Downloading us multiple times on multiple devices. When you're bored or watching TV, that means a lot. It all means a lot. Apple Podcast Rankings or rankings for your podcast provider. Comments, dudes, it all makes a huge difference. And we are very, very appreciative of those of you that do such things. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys make some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.